You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Uh, no. Julia is out. She's doing Uh, stuff embarrassing elsewhere. Uh, at her house sleeping, hopefully, is what she said, so. Not feeling the greatest. None of us want to get sick so she can just stay home. Yep. Yep. Uh, and this is, uh, episode 390, 390 of the New Utah podcast. We're getting darn close to 400. Uh, yep. That'll be next year. We'll I have think, 400 um, next year. I think these two episodes are going to kind of give away, uh, the magic behind the scenes because you and I have horse voices. Yeah, they they always do. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll remember from last week why, and so we're not going to talk about it this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're recording twice uh, close together in close proximity because at this point in time, uh, Bree and I are in the magical land of uh, the Pacific Ocean. Woo-hoo. Um, maybe some place in Mexico. As you listen to this, we're not sure. Because I don't know when you fucking listen to this. We could be sitting in our house, honestly. Like, I could be asleep. Maybe I'm taking a crap or watching TV. It's or... like Santa Claus. Yeah, you don't know, man. It's magical. Watch while you're sleeping. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. So, for uh, this episode this week, um, don't got a lot of upfront crap to talk about. We'll do a few event reminders, and then we're actually going to talk about some more uh, national park type stuff, because... Man, Utah has a lot of state and national parks. It is absurd. And we've talked about a lot of them over the last year, year and a half. It's something that we're trying to just wind our way through all of them. And some of them, like one of the ones today, it doesn't have a lot to talk about, but it's nope. there and it's worth talking about and mentioning. Um, so we're going to spend some time uh, doing that. Um, let's see. Well, a few uh, reminders, um, because Thanksgiving is in a week. Yep. Um, It's this week. Nope. It's in a week. It's the week that we're recording for this. Yes. Oh, no, you're right. (laughs) Yep. I hate it when you're right. (laughs) (laughs) She loves it when I'm wrong, and I don't blame her, because I'm such an ass. I'm very confident. Because you're right all the time, so it's right. I I am right a lot. He he really is wrong a lot. Look, my nickname is Chris Clavin for a reason. I love yeah, that. Yeah, because he's annoyingly wrong. Because I know everything. a little bit about everything. About everything. Yeah. But a little just bit enough to get everything. him into trouble. Um, but yeah, Smith's Ballpark, I think we've been talking about it for the last month. Yep. But uh, on the 22nd, uh, pull up to the ballpark. They'll throw a turkey in your car and a whole bunch of shit to make dinner, and you go make dinner. Like, they're giving away the food because uh, people need it, and no questions asked. You know, if you want a free turkey dinner and you make a lot of money um, and you're a jerk, I mean, to each his own, I guess, but uh, you can go do it. They don't care. Pull up in a Rolls Royce or a Pinto. Doesn't matter. Either way, you're getting a turkey. Well, a Pinto, they're just going to stick it in the back. It's not a trunk. That's right. But you, you know, get a turkey and you get a turkey. If you pull up in your Tesla and you open your frunk, I'm sure they'll put it in the frunk for you. Cook it in your frunk. Um, but if you pull up in a Tesla and have them put it in your frunk, they're probably going to look at you like, really? Like, this is really designed for people that are struggling. But we don't know your situation, so, you know. Maybe like it's our, because. Like our guest said yeah. at one point, you know, it because. could be somebody that's, like, driving their <clears throat> boss's, boss's car. car. Or maybe yeah. because they have the Tesla, they have no money. Yeah, they could be, like, out of a house. The, maybe and they're they could living be, in their Tesla. Yeah, yeah. What the hell's the dog? Phoebe, get out of it. 
She's trying to get a... Did you need to blow her nose? I don't know. What was she? Was it tissues that she was? It's a box of tissues. I don't know. Was it a new one? It's a brand new one. That's probably why she's like this. Smells different. So, are you trying to blow your nose? Um. <clears throat> also, uh, as we come into uh, the holiday season, um, Thanksgiving will come and pass, and then Christmas will be upon us. And unless you're a dickhead that decorates for Christmas before Halloween, assholes. Yeah, that's not cool. Um, pet photos with Santa. Uh, Santa Paws. So November 27th through December 11th at City Creek. Um, there's out, outdoor ice skating at Galvin. Yep. Um, probably going on by the time you listen to this yep. or, or really close. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe a, another week or so, I guess. November 18th is opening day for the outdoor ice skating rink. And then it's through December into January. It's all dependent on the weather. Yeah. So, but it is cool. They freeze up that area. You go ice skating out on the outside. Um, you can also skate year round at the Ochre Park. Yep. Oval. It's not year round, is it? Yeah. They have ice skating year round. It's an ice rink. That's it's an indoor I guess ice that's rink. True. Yeah. It's where the U.S. Olympic speed skating team practices. I just don't think about it during the summer. Yeah. It's a great way to chill out during the summer and cool off, too. So where <clears throat> Sean took her friends and they went ice skating the other night. Oh, fun. Over there at the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, they cool. Uh, got drunk first and they went over there. Well, they had a few shots. I don't know if they were really drunk. Sean was just. Drinking with us at dinner, and then one friend came in and had a shot. Sean had a shot with her. Okay, and then Sean had a shot. Yeah, they were drinking. That is drinking. But it's not drunk. I mean, Sean's like 90 pounds. You don't know. (laughs) She's also a much heavier drinker than I am these days, probably, so. Because she's 23. Yep. And I drink uh, not very often. I do love to drink. I love good scotch or good whiskey, but. And then you pay for it. That's the joy of getting older. Yeah, I just uh, so I just don't drink heavy, you know. I have a couple of glasses, tell a kid, put me in a nice mood, go to sleep, you know. Nightcap. I understand what a nightcap is now that I'm older, you know. <laughs> what alcohol? Not does a night fifth. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different because then you're like up and trying to be actively intoxicated. A nightcap is like, oh, I'm I'm chilled out. I'm getting a little sleepy, and I'm just gonna take a nap. I'm just gonna go to sleep. What's perplexing you? The cord that was on the floor that I put up here? Leave it there. It goes to the camera, and if it gets hooked up to the camera, it gets pulled off by the cats. So leave it there behind the laptop. I bet Sean's cat did it. And when we need it, I will be able to hook it up, and my cats won't play with it. Because it just, like, dangles you right there. You think that they won't play with it because it's on a table? Well, it's not dangling, so it's not as... They'll play with it. They just won't rip anything off the wall. Yeah. They might, you know, they could have probably pulled the whole damn thing down as my guess, because it, like... Is wrapped around my rod. That so. is what cats do. Be assholes. Pretty much. Uh, also, um, it is Thanksgiving coming up here in a couple weeks or a week, actually, probably when you listen to this. Yeah, just over a week when this. Everyone does the whole Black Friday thing. I don't know. I think it's going to be a pretty subdued shopping season. I think a lot of retailers are going to take some big hits this year. They're already kind of prepping for it. Um, I think the Black Friday, as we've known it in the past, is kind of gone I, I i don't think people want that or like that and no thankfully most of the big box stores and stuff have stopped well and like how like how many fucking giant tvs do you need for a hundred dollars right. like well and the, the the days of people getting trampled and killed and nobody wants that no my, people are much more into buying stuff online yep. and ahead of time and um but that being said, Small Business Saturday is still a thing. We mm-hmm. encourage you all to go out uh, and 
uh, frequent local businesses on uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. They've got stuff planned for for it at her shop. So please take some time. Uh, go visit some local businesses. I'm sure. Um, neighborhood Oreo, Hive. Yeah. Uh, the Beehive. Neighborhood, neighborhood, hive. neighborhood hive. Yeah, that's what I said out loud. And you said <laughs> oleo. All of those places are going to have things. And then you were searching for the word. The word. I said, yeah. Um, but those, you know, any any place like that, any local place, gift cards are really good. Uh, gifts for local businesses. Uh, if you want some eclectic shit, like Pyrodos is amazing. Um, right, right now they have the leg lamps, the full size leg lamps. From a Christmas story for sale. I saw it on their post. I got to admit, that's kind of tempting to have. The full size. Yeah. Not, not just a little. It's like, that. that is awesome. That That is. It's a major award. It's a major award. He won that. Well, god damn, did you win that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's lots of cool stuff that you can go out there and get. Frequent local businesses, go to local shops, um, buy stuff from people that, that make it here. Locally. Um, yep, help. Help local, keep the money local. Your dollar goes a lot further. The hell you say. So one thing that's, uh, well, well, I think we'll just, you guys don't have anything else, right? We're just going to get into nope. it. Nope. Thanksgiving's this is tasty coming blueberry up. muffin I'm eating. Thanksgiving's coming up. That's kind of the big thing. We're gonna. We're not doing Thanksgiving this year. We're going somewhere. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a first. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna go visit my brother. Um, you know, we're normally the hosts, and my brother just got a new house, and uh, he and his I'm just going to call her his wife. They're not married, but common law. They own a home together. They have a child together. They're. I think they've been together like ten years. Yeah, they've been nine, ten years, something like that. Uh, no. Yeah, they've been together almost as long as us. As long as Dom's been alive, I don't think so. Because the first couple years of Dom's life, Daniel was in prison. They have not been. Oh, okay. So maybe it was seven. (laughs) Maybe it's seven or eight years instead of eight or instead of nine or ten. But anyway, they've been together a while. A while. But anyway, yeah, they they invited us to come up. Um, uh, they actually came down here. So my brother's birthday was a couple weeks ago. Um, and he came down the day after. He sends me a message a couple days before. And he's like, "Hey, do you want to go to lunch on Saturday?" I'm like, "Sure. I don't have anything going on. Like, I can go to lunch with you." I was like, "Is this a?" Again, Chris is telling me. I'm like, "Am I supposed to go?" And he's well, like, "I don't know." I Hold sent on. I sent him a message. I'm like, "What are you like coming down to Salt Lake for your birthday or something?" And he goes something like that, and just left it like in the ether. And you have to understand, like, I love my brother, but my brother is not a reliable human being in mm-hmm. my life. Like, well, he's not. he's been a, not a good person. Um, let's just say. And so I'm used to any time my brother reaches out, it's because he wants something or needs something. Right. That's it. And this was not that. He just wanted to come down and have lunch. They literally. In fact, they bought us lunch uh, for his birthday. Wow. They drove down. We had lunch. Uh, we uh, watched Shamora play. That kid has no off switch. Uh, we brought, brought <laughs> him over three. here. Yeah. We brought him over here. She's just like Daniel, too. Misty's not wrong there. Uh, but we brought him over here. Uh, she met the dog. Loved Phoebe. Phoebe loved uh, her. Oh my God! Is there a two-legged puppy in my house? Yeah, it was great. That's um, awesome. And then they drove back and got a speeding ticket, I think, on the way home. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. Uh, so we're gonna go up there. I so think what are the moochers gonna do if you guys aren't here? Uh, so I think Cass might be coming with us. Um, Sean's gonna stay. Sean down might. I think Price. Sean might have just to work, and so she's just gonna stay there. And then, and then I don't. I don't. Honestly, know what Don's Don, going to do. Don's going to go wherever his dad's at, like whatever place his dad ends up for Thanksgiving. Don will be there and he'll and just then, about it. When I told my mom, she actually took it surprisingly well. Your mom and Daddy Roy. 
<laughs> if you people could see the daggers coming out of her eyes. So, uh, anyway, <clears throat> so that should be fun for Thanksgiving. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, so we have, you I'm know, still making him make a turkey though, cause nobody smokes one like he does. Uh, you know, um, it's a, it's a process. It's in my freezer. I already bought it. By the way, um, I, I bought, this is like three weeks before Thanksgiving. I've already bought the, the, the turkey. Um, I will say this, like, I'm a firm supporter of a company like Harmon's because it's a local company. They seem to treat their employees well, but the inflation bullshit that they're, that they're just hawking at their fucking store. I'm done with it. And I have moved to a a point where I am not going to, I'm not going to shop there very often anymore. It's really hard. It's too damn expensive. Yep. The turkey's a prime example. So I tend to buy my turkeys early. Because if you buy them two or three weeks early, you get a good deal on them. Right. <clears throat> but if you wait, they go way up in price. Right before Thanksgiving, like a week before, they're like double the price they are, like three weeks out. And then the day after, they're cheap. Eh, sometimes. After Christmas, yes. Not necessarily after Thanksgiving. The ones that they already thought out are dirt cheap. Because um, you don't really refreeze them in the grocery business. It's not good. No. You should um, just never refreeze. But anyway, Harmon's was selling uh, turkey for like $3 and something a pound <laughs> for a frozen turkey. And it's not like it's a local, tur- it's a fucking like farmer, butterball like or butterball or whatever brand. I'm like, I go to Smith's, it was over a dollar less a pound, which that's 13 to $14 on a turkey that I'm going to buy. And that's not even a big bird. That's a bird that I can smoke. Yeah, because you don't. You don't want actually when when it comes to smoking the smaller turkeys. Yeah, anything over fifteen better. pounds I won't even do. And usually I try to stay in that thirteen to fourteen range because it's a good it's a good size for the smoking. Um, but yeah, anything bigger is just stupid. Um, but like that's a lot of money, and that's just the turkey, right? And like it's bad enough that we also have manufacturers that instead of raising their prices, although they did that as well, like chips. Fucking bag of chips is like $6 now for a regular size bag of chips. It's also like 30, smaller. 30% smaller. Uh-huh. Um, I watched a TikTok today on a lady who had a box of like Betty Crocker vanilla cake mix in her cupboard, but she uses them for something and she went and bought some more and she had them side by side. She's, she's like, oh, a, new branding. She's probably a cake baker for people. It's, um, it's like 60 grams less That's a lot in the less. box. Costs more, I'm sure. But yeah. they haven't changed like how many eggs and how much oil and water. So she's like, be careful with your like if you're a if cake you use baker, cake mixes like, as part of your your baking, like yeah. your consistency is going to change because they have decreased the amount of dry ingredients. Yeah. So but, she's uh, like, to make my stuff work, I'm going to have to buy more cake mixes so that I can take from other cake mixes to so bring the grams up to what they need to be. I don't want to shit all over Harmons, but I also know. They haven't increased the wages of their staff to compensate for the gouging that's going on there. And I just can't do it because every other grocery store has gone up too. Walmart, Smith's, they've all raised their prices. Macy's, they've raised their prices. They're still a hell of a lot cheaper than Harmon's. And Harmon's has raised their prices. I think even more, it feels like to me. So I just can't. I'm the same boat. I really like Harmon's, but I only go there for specific items. I can't just shop there. Yeah. So I, yeah, I pretty much stopped shopping there for just shopping there. 
Um, every like I'll go get fresh produce there occasionally now. I still think Rancho is like one of the best places to get produce. Winco, I still think Win- we go to Winco a lot. I haven't been down there. Winco is also cool because it's uh, co-op. It's, it's, it's local. Yeah. It's local. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm, maybe I'll start driving the long distance to Winco. Just one by us. Yeah, that's not close to me, Jeremy. It's well, the, the closest minutes away. The closest one to me is down 72. on 72nd and yeah. like the freeway, which is no. I think the one that's the 56. on 56 by 21st is closer. Um. You know, oh, either way, they're both really far away. <laughs> like, one is 40 blocks uh, north, and one is well, so roughly 40 from blocks work, west. If you, if you went from work to the one by me, yeah, just yeah. straight back. Or even if I stopped at the one on 72nd on the way home, but that's on the way home. We go but. there a, whole, a lot. That just overall, they're better. Their, their meat's definitely better. They're better priced. Just, yeah, yeah. And so. they're local. I might have to start doing that. I've actually never set foot in a Winco. So. <gasps> I'm right. The one on what's 56, the mileage difference? It's point six miles difference. Oh, there you go, half mile. It's still far. Like how far away though? Five point two. Yeah, exactly. It's still fucking really far away. Like five <laughs> miles the one for groceries. On seventieth and seventh is <clears throat> almost six miles away. Now, five miles is a long distance for a grocery store. Like Harmon's is five blocks away, um, and yeah. Walmart's two. We'd only go to Winco occasionally, but since they built the new one right by us, because it's right by the Smiths we used to oh, go yeah, to, yeah. and it's just past Harmon's, so... I guess I could start going to that Macy's over off 78th again. I went in there the other day to get stuff, because um, I was just over by that area before I went to gaming. Um, that was a pretty nice store in there. That's where you used to I used to shop. shop at Macy's well, you know, when the girls were little all the time. So, anyway, yeah, grocery prices are out of control. Um, also, for those of you that work normal jobs, I'm going through open enrollment or have gone through open enrollment. Uh, and also, I in that space, and uh, I'm telling you, premiums are going up everywhere. So, if you haven't seen them yet, your health insurance costs are going up between 5 and 20%, just depending on your plan and your employer. So, it's not, not good. Did you say lawyer? Employer. Employer. I didn't hear that. It sounded like you said lawyer. I was like, what? You know, you'll have to give me a break. My voice is not the best. So, uh, yeah, this, okay. So this week we're going to talk about, uh, a few national parks. One of the things I wanted to talk about with, with national parks in Utah is there are a lot of parks and monuments that are in Utah, both national, um, probably not the state ones because that would be dumb, but a lot of national ones that actually cross borders. Uh-huh. And so they're not just in Utah. They're also in other states, Colorado in particular. We share a lot of parks with because there's a lot of beautiful, untamed land <laughs> along the Utah-Colorado border. And the mountain range. There's a big mountain range that <clears throat> yeah. separates us. And so we'll have, uh, or joins us, um, uh, true, as, true. as the case might be. But uh, the two parks that we're going to talk about are actually national monuments we're going to talk about talk about are uh, actually on that Colorado border. So I think we start with the simple one first. Um, it's a very unique feature. It's the only place in the country where this happens, and it's Four Corners. So um, in the state of Utah, in the southeast corner of Utah, we meet up with the corner of Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico. It's the only place in the nation where four, four states touch at the same spot. Um, and there's some reasons why that happened. It has to do with some weird shit that the government did that they had never done before when they were forming like the Colorado Territory and, and, and the Civil War. And it goes back. To- yeah. So I'll let Jeremy talk a little bit of history. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll just kind of give us a, a, a little overall. There's not a lot. There's not it's, a whole lot. It's not a seriously so, huge well, it's thing. Just, it's just cool because of where it is. Not Right. Yeah. Right. So it's going to come to a shock to everybody that was originally Native American land. Uh, it still like, is. What? Well, to be fair, <laughs> all of the land that we exist on today Check, was originally Native American was. land. Um, in the 16th century, it was claimed by Spain as part of New Spain. Now you're going to notice the, the history on this, and then our next uh, topic are very similar. Very similar because yeah. they're, they're they're not super far apart. I mean, we're talking other. about national parks in the middle of nowhere, Utah. So after Mexico uh, gains independence from Spain in 1821, they take it over. So then it's owned by Mexico. Then after the American Mexican War in 1848, uh, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo was what gave basically. Texas and everything yep. in between. That's where we got Texas. a bunch of Mexico to to turn into the U.S. So so then it became part of the U.S. territory because it was not part of the states. Correct. As of yet. Because at that point, there weren't any states west. At that point, there was nothing unusual about this piece of land. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1861 is when they split the Colorado Territory and the Utah Territory. So at this point, it's two territories. However, they're massive. And then along comes the Civil War. Just before the Civil War, 1860, there's a group of people from the South that complain that the government has allocated these two massive pieces of land with really no representation. Yeah. And so they uh, take the Arizona Territory into the Confederate States you, of America. you got to get close to the mic. Oh, sorry. Oh, bud. You, you can't talk. Turn it, it, turn it on go. me. Okay. So, so the Confederate States of America take the Arizona Territory and claim it as their own. Yeah, which at the time, the Arizona Territory was basically more or less where the bottom of Utah and Arizona are today, mm -hmm. south. So they had cut a line across yeah. the Utah and Colorado Territory and said, this is Arizona Territory now. Right. And then New Mexico Territory comes in and is like stacked with Arizona Territory. So they're both... Long, right, and and um, short. So they they run a, the length of of Utah and Colorado, and they're stacked on top of each other initially, and then eventually that changes, and then they become like too long up and down. Uh -huh. Yep, <clears throat> and eventually they turn into what to they are. What now. we know it is. So the United States Congress, in a repeal to the Confederate States in eighteen sixty three, re claim Arizona territory as their own and split it up to, to, to what we see it as now. So had the Confederacy won the war, it would have been a long, skinny state that ran hundreds of thousands of miles, but obviously because the... Um, not hundreds of thousands, by the way. Hundreds. Hundreds. Maybe thousands. But not hundreds, hundreds of, of thousands. Them, hundreds of miles long. <laughs> uh, Can you imagine? Hundreds of... Like, that's longer than the Earth, right? Like, all the way around the Earth is what? How many miles? I'm going to look I it up. I don't know. That's, How many miles? that's a big territory for Arizona. <laughs> the whole earth? Uh, 7,926 is the diameter of the uh, earth at its center. So not quite. Thousands. Not quite. So it's the, like so, traveling to the moon. So maybe? the circumference is 20, because that's from the, you know, the diameter is from end to end if you go straight through the earth. So we're just going to call but the, the Arizona. The circumference was 24,900. So you're talking like, Five, four times. I can't do four, math. Four, four, four times around the earth is how big this territory in Jeremy's brain was. Those dumb confederates, they're trying to take everything. 
<laughs> I think that they were even trying to take the moon. That's some some bad math, Jeremy. That's all I'm saying. Sounds Overestimation. Like, sounds like math killer. I might do. <sighs> Tired. Is that is that podcast math now? That is podcast math right there. That's that is best. This is this is Jeremy trying to recover from all of the things that are happening uh, in his life. It's yes, the last few days have been a tad rough. Uh, anyway, so uh, after the Civil War is when it's, it's split up to basically how we know it today. The monument itself is maintained. Um, well, oh, so go ahead. I want to take a step back because it's really important how the territory ended up the way it did. So, I think that all of our states should have just been long and skinny and the whole length of the country so that we had to drive back and forth the whole length of the country. So they created <laughs> they created that boundary. Um, uh, and um, I'm trying to remember well, what day but it was. I think especially what's weird about straight boundaries is they're not truly straight because most most of our state boundaries are crooked because of mountains, rivers, streams, lakes, things like that and it's so that's why none of there's no other place that format. So anyway, yeah, Congress uh had set up that straight boundary up and down at some point and said this is going to be the boundary and then when, you know, post civil war they set that southern boundary on Utah and Colorado territory, which really set up the place for four corners. And now that's not actually part of um, the U.S. technically, but not sort exactly. of. It's sort in the Navajo of. Nation. Yeah. So it's in a in the Navajo Nation. Um, there's not a lot there. There's basically nothing there, to be quite honest. Um, there's no services. Uh, there's no... There's no water. I don't think there's a bathroom there. They might have porta potties, but there's no there's no running electricity. There's no running water. Running electricity. Well, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> it's just a giant slab of granite with a plaque in the center of it, um, and uh, you, you definitely can go there. The metropolis that's nearby is in New Mexico, and it's you know it's like fifty thousand people. Um, and then there's Cortez, Colorado, which is like twenty thousand or so people. I think um, very very small. Um, Utah is just a little corner, but it's all part of the Navajo Nation. Yep. So the um, Navajo National Parks and Recreation Department, and it's formerly known as the Four Corners Monument Navajo Tribal Park. There you go. Is um, the but it's cool. Go see it. Lots of other people have. Lots of people go there just to take pictures. I know we did when I was real little. Um, and uh, there have been a lot of movies. So there's been a whole lot of movies. So the list was very, very long. I just pulled ones that people would probably have heard of so actually as early as 1908 some some of these people have not heard of jeremy that's true some people have not heard of these movies but if you're old like us you probably have uh so as early as 1908 people were going there to take pictures standing on the four corners so that's been a thing so 1912 is the first movie 1000 miles through the rockies filmed at four corners uh we have around the world in 80 days the original true grit 1969 butch Cassidy and the sundance kid the 1983 vacation, and I'll come back to that in just a second. Uh, over the top, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, always a lovely movie. Over the top. City Slickers, everybody remembers yeah. City Slickers. Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Two. That's stupid. Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cannibal the Musical, if you've never seen it, you should find it and watch it. Um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the guys that made South Park, uh, and, and the, the, the Book of Mormon. Um, they didn't write the Book of Mormon. Uh, they wrote the better I, version. Because I thought somebody named Joseph Smith did that. Well, supposedly. That's debatable, too. You know, you know who knows? I thought it was no, God. No, he definitely did. <clears throat> no. Definitely it was a, it. it was an angel. 
But, no, uh, he definitely wrote it. Okay. Uh, anyway, the the Better Book of Mormon was written by Matt Stone and Trey Parker, but they did this uh, in in college. They did a film project, and it's about some a group of people trying to go from the Utah Territory to the Colorado Territory in the search of gold. Look, like trying to go to Breckenridge, I think, is where they're trying to go. Uh, there's a Cyclops. Uh, there's songs about building snowmen. It's um, low budget. Like, it's a college film project. Like Napoleon Dynamite. It's so good. But tolerable. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so I think for you, because it's a musical, that's why it's tolerable. Because it's it really has. awful. Um, but it's so good. It is funny. Um, but just, I like to, this is how I like to describe the level that this film is. There's a scene where they have to cross the Rockies, uh, and there's a storm coming, and they meet up with the Ute Indian tribe. And it is a bunch of Asian college kids. <laughs> And the one guy goes, Hey, welcome to the Indian tribe. We are there. We have many teepees. We are Indians. And it's all a bunch of Asian kids, not Native Americans, because they're just all kids they got from the college campus probably to do this. Paid uh, five bucks and a pizza. Yeah. So good. It's, it's probably hilarious. You should definitely pizza. watch it. It's, it's a great film. It is funny. All right. So cliffhanger, uh, parts of Nurse Betty, the 2007 True Grit. The Lone Ranger, The Hateful Eight, and my favorite of all time, the 2015 Vacation Movie. So, the 83 Vacation Movie, which is it's good. It came across that area. I think that's my ex-husband's favorite show. It's so good. It is funny. So, in this one... The 2015 one is the kids. The kids have grown up, and they're going to visit their grandparents, who at the time were the parents in the original. So, they go to Four Corners as part of the their trip, but they decide they're going to spice things up. And do the deed on the actual four corners. And they get there, and there are a bunch of other people trying to have sex at the four corners. <laughs> and then a park ranger from each state comes up and pulls a gun on them, and, hey, I'm taking you in. And then Utah's, no, I'm taking you in. And Colorado's, ah, he's mine. And they get in this big fight, and they've all got their guns pointed at each other. They end up laying on the ground. It, it's it's pretty funny. It, it is pretty funny. You won't find that if you go to Four Corners, because no. it's not uh, state jurisdiction. No. There's Navajo Nation, uh, which is really cool that the Navajo Nation is in control of it, um, but um, it is a national monument. Um, it's just run by them, and it's not on the national monument. Like, if you go to the National Park Service, it's not mm. listed, but it, it is part of the National Park Service in a sense. It's given to the Navajo Nation, though. So, anyway, really cool. If you're in that area, you should check it out. Is that because they moved it? Was it on? Was it always in the Navajo? Yeah, Nation it's there? always been. The, 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 all of that area is Navajo Nation. The like thousand feet they had to move it didn't change. No, like, not at all. Move it out of the different territory. Uh, and so, like Four Corners, uh, the other park that, well, monument, I keep saying park. This should be a park, how, how big it is. Yeah. Um, but Dinosaur National Monument. <clears throat> um, and if you look on a map, Dinosaur National Monument is mostly in Colorado. Like, the vast majority of it is actually in Colorado. But the reason it's a Utah park is because, one, it was started here. Um, back in, uh, back initially when it was formed, like um, 1900s, well, late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. I mean, officially in the early 1900s, right? Right. Um, when it was initially declared a national monument, it was only 80 acres. Yeah. But out of those 80 acres, and this is still the case in the Utah part of it, there are so many dinosaur fossils. Um, in that 80 acres, they estimate about 350 tons, tons of dinosaur fossils. Uh, are there to recover, which is absurd. It's still 
one of the biggest, if not the biggest, find in terms of paleontology uh, in history. Exactly. Uh, in terms of, of dinosaur records and stuff. But we'll talk about history. Um, I'll let Jeremy kind of okay. go and, and jump in because there's some special stuff. Exactly. So, so our story begins 10,000 years ago. <laughs> it begins longer ago than that, man. Dinosaurs were not 10,000 years old. So 10,000 years ago is, is how long they've been able to prove. In Joseph Smith's world, 10,000 years is longer than the dinosaurs it's were. Well, dinosaurs uh, didn't even. They were 5,000 years ago. Joseph Smith didn't believe in dinosaurs. No. Dumbass. So. <laughs> my, ex-hus- my ex-husband doesn't either. Dumbass. Through, through the petroglyphs, which are etchings, and the pictographs, which are paintings, they found... Uh, as well as finding tools and other artifacts, they've been able to to prove that about ten thousand years is how long people have lived in this area. Yeah, and and not just wandered about, but no, actually, actually lived, lived because in the studies, in order to do petroglyphs, which are etchings, nomads don't have the time for that. So, so it's a society that it had been there, had put down roots there, and had been there for. A, t- a, time a long time, yeah. To be able to do that. So in the 1700s, as our story goes full circle, the Spanish come back into the region. Uh, Escalante, the Escalante expedition helps open the door for other Europeans. So that they discover it. They're the first ones to, to uh, they mapped it of sorts. So this was the Catholic Church, essentially, Dominguez and Escalante, which we've talked about before. Like Escalante National, uh, Grand Staircase Escalante, that's named after this, this right. guy and this expedition. But basically the Catholics were like, hey, look what we discovered. And, you know, all the, the Indians were like, the natives huh? that were on the land were like, well, they were kind of sparse at that point too, right? Like, I they, feel like it's kind of like when you're like, hey, your boobs are still there. And I'm like, they didn't go anywhere. But I still got to check. You never uh, know. But, but like, <laughs> this is one thing that a, a lot of people don't understand like america the americas were heavily populated at one point by natives and disease wiped them out um so before disease that we brought yeah i mean before before dominguez the dominguez uh and escalante expedition get out here disease had swept across the country essentially and killed off Huge swaths of people, Thank more you, than for Columbus. Well, yeah, and and it more than more than it's not just Columbus. It was everyone that came early on because they brought a bunch of diseases that they weren't immune to, and basically plague just swept across the country and killed off all these people. And so then, what you have is this expedition where they're like, "Oh, this is undiscovered land. Like, there's no tribes here that made all these 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 pictographs and <laughs> these petroglyphs. Like, those tribes are gone." Yeah, they fucking died from disease. But now you're in the West, and if you've ever been to this area of the country, there's nothing. It's there's no people. Vast open. Yeah, things. lots of open space without a lot of people. And it was very similar to that then, too. Like, even mm-hmm. though the tribes had their areas, they weren't expansive in terms of the amount of people in them because so many were already dead, I think. Yeah. So they so they discovered uh, the Utah Territory and, and all of this area. Right. So That's after, my point. After Escalante, for, for quite a while, it's just the mountain men. So the Rocky Mountain Fur Company goes to the area. They start to go down the Green River. They kind of start to discover it, but it's not until John Wesley Powell, which we talked about him a few weeks ago, the one-armed Civil War veteran. Yeah, who is very famous uh, for me. So 
Uh, in fact, this story ties right in. Yep. So part of the discovery of this area, discovery in air quotes. Mm-hmm. So Pal's expedition uh, started actually in Green River, Wyoming. Yep, that's right. where they set up base. It started on an island in Green River that is now uh, eloquently named Expedition Island. Um, it's now a park and it has a pavilion. And they do concerts and we isn't set up that, our haunted isn't houses. Isn't that a TV show too? Expedition Island. Uh, that's Gilligan's Island, I think. I don't know. I've never seen such TV show. Total Drama um, Island. But that <laughs> <laughs> Drawn Together. You should watch that show. That, that is such is a awesome. good good cartoon. Look it up, kids. Um but anyway, so the town I grew up in is where that expedition kicked off. And that's like one of our claims to fame is that, that Powell expedition. Powell was the first person to go all to traverse the entire Green River twice, uh, twice, yeah, but to traverse the entire <laughs> right. thing via via raft essentially, and they mapped everything mapped along the way. That was a big part of that expedition, and part of that mapping is being able to identify now all this stuff that's in. Can like, you imagine? You sit Utah. back and really think about that. How difficult is that, and how good do you have to be to float down a river and draw the whole thing out as you're going? Also, I think yeah. that I'm confusing it with that show Expedition where sometimes they go do things. Uh, because when you search it, there's a whole bunch of their shows that have like the word that's island the one in with it. Josh Gates. He does all those expedition shows. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Could be, but there's a lot of them. They're like yeah. Expedition something something island, Expedition da da da. National Geographic has their whole expedition series. So yeah. So the green, anyway. <laughs> the green River, for those of you that aren't aware, the Green River is the top of the Colorado River system. So um the Green River and the Colorado River eventually become the same river. But the the Green and the Colorado River, for those of you who don't know, is the river that cuts through the Grand Canyon. It's a very famous right. river for that reason. But the Green River is huge. Uh and and covers Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, um the town of Green Rivers. Well it goes right down America. the center of Green River. Yeah, uh, of like, Green River, of Green River, Wyoming. Yeah. Like the 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 town, you can't. I mean, Bree's been there; she can attest. Like the rivers everywhere. Like there's very few parts of the town that you can't see the river from, or or within a mile of the bank. Like it is that much a part of the town. Um, and and so you know, we all had to learn how to swim when we were kids. It was mandated. Um, but the island, that's you know one of our claims to fame, and and that's located there in Green River, Wyoming. So. So, 1909, a paleontologist named Earl Douglas, or Douglas, 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 Douglas was sent because it's it's G L A S S at the end, not G L A S. So that's why I think it's Douglas. Douglas, Douglas. Plus, Douglas sounds more proper. And we all know how good I am with names. That's right. So he's sent from the Carnegie Museum of Natural History in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to find dinosaur bones. And he does. And he. Does. So it says that he searches for many weeks. What that means, I don't know. Just many. Take my word for it. Many weeks. But he discovers. I mean, it's got to be a fair amount of time because he goes in 1909 and and basically at some point between there and 1915, 15. he's discovered enough stuff that the president of the time, Woodrow Wilson, declares. And this, you got to remember, the National Parks thing was like 1909, I think, is when that was officially yeah, passed. So this is like one of the very first. Yeah, and and Woodrow Wilson at the time went. This is so significant. We're going to take the 80 acres around Carnegie Quarry and we're going to claim it as a national monument. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it Dinosaur National Monument um, just to protect it because there's 350 tons estimated of fossils in, in this In that area. little 80 acres. That is... That's so much. 
80 acres is not that big. No. Um, people don't think of acreage in, in America. I don't think not quite the okay. same way, right? I do. Let me All see. the time in my job. I do for my job too, but. But, cause like a acre is like a thousandth of a mile. <laughs> like, a, like it's yeah. not. 80 it's, acres is not a lot. No. So like 80 acres ends up being less it's like a 1.25 miles or 0.125 sorry like a tenth of a mile basically a little over a tenth of a mile like that's nothing 80 acres is time 80 acres is smaller than your neighborhood i can almost guarantee and so to find over 350 tons of fossils in that small amount of area they must have had a rager and everybody died (laughs) yeah well i mean it's funny because we've been you know we've talked about like the natural history museum i think the that they have the one exhibit that display that has um where they've they've got it kind of built out so that you can kind of see what's happening and they have some video screens but essentially like they found this one watering hole that was muddy like really muddy like tar pit type mud not tar pits necessarily but mud that was like that and what would happen is these dinosaurs would go to get drinks get stuck in the mud, literally not be able to pull themselves out and die. And then predators would come to eat them and get, get stuck, stuck in the mud and die. die. And it just kept, like they found hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fully intact fossils that were just dead in this one spot. Maybe hundreds of thousands. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> maybe podcast math, maybe. guys. Um, podcast but math. the, the monument was expanded. Yeah, pretty quickly. July 14th, 1938, uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt sets aside 200,000 acres. And so that's when the park expands into Colorado. A big chunk of that, a big part of that was to protect. Um, so the Green River, which we just talked about, there's also another river system there, the Yampa River system. Um, they wanted to protect that ecosystem as well. Uh, and there's a lot, like Jeremy said, a lot of pictographs right. and, and petroglyphs uh, throughout that area. And so they, in order to protect that, they expanded it. Right. So uh, shortly after World War II, uh, they announced the Echo Park Dam project, which we talked about this a few weeks ago. This is the one that did a lot of destruction. But uh, Dinosaur National Park was on the list. So and I, it, it, And again, it's still just a monument. This is what blows me away. Because do you know how big Arches is? Arches is about 75,000 uh, acres. So this is 200,000. 200, um, let's see. Canyonlands. I'm not going to use Yellowstone because it's like fucking two and a half million. So Canyonlands, which is bigger by a lot uh, than Arches, is 337,000. Um, let's see about Zion. Zion is only 148,000. This is 200. And Zion's huge. Uh, and this, so this gives you, I just want like anyone that's been to some of these other parks to really understand how big a monument is. It's not a park. It's a monument. 200,000 acres. This is a really, really right. big chunk of land. And the vast majority of it is in Colorado. So one of the dam sites, the proposed dam sites was <laughs> right in the center of Dinosaur <laughs> National Monument. One of the dam sites. One of the dam sites. <laughs> uh, however, the people fought it. Uh, and then they fought it up until 1956 when it was finally decided that they would not be putting the dam through this area. And that's when they put it in Echo Canyon. Yep. 
and destroyed a whole other ecosystem, which we talked about in a different yeah, podcast. a little ba- a little ways back. Um, the whole Colorado River system. I mean, it starts up in this area. To be clear, like when we talk about the river system that um, is responsible for watering, basically all but the Pacific Northwest um, of the Western U.S., like Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, California, uh, Utah, Colorado, like. All of these states get wa- get water from the same system, mm-hmm. and Flaming Gorge, which is right above where this is, is essentially the first major dam of that system as it moves down uh, to fill up all these reservoirs mm-hmm. along the way. So one last cool piece, uh, piece of information. April 22nd, 2019, it is a, a cert- becomes a certified dark sky park, which is really cool. Uh, we've got a number of them here in Utah. It gives regulations on lighting. You, you can only have so much, uh, very low lighting. The way your lights work, they can't be facing up. Anyway, this allows you to see the stars very, very clearly. So it's it's very cool to have that designation, and we've got it on, at a number of spots in Utah. Yeah, Capitol Reef, um, I, I know think Island. Arches, Canyon, uh, Canyon Lands. The city of Moab is a dark sky city, I believe, hmm. um, which is a, a big designation. And it's important that that designation continues to happen because it uh, affords a whole bunch of building codes and yep. stuff like that that you have to adhere to to maintain it. Uh, and it allows you to actually see the stars. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize how many stars there are right there. The, the few that you see here in the city. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And there's a lot to do at Dinosaur National Monument. Most people go in through Utah, through Vernal, um, because that's where all that's where the museum is. That's where um, all the really cool stuff is that's, like, really accessible uh, and, and close to actual navigable roadways uh, is on the Utah side by that quarry. Um, there's a lot to do there. You can go camping. They give um, tours through the dinosaur area. Uh-huh. I, they have the kids programs where kids can practice their paleontology skills and and dig for dinosaur bones. But I mean, it's all sanctioned. It's all set up by the park services, but yeah. it's really cool. It's a lot of fun for, it's a good family event if you're in that area. So you can hit four corners and then you're right by dinosaur national monument anyway. So you can make that part of your trip. Um, I believe it's open year round. Um, uh, it, they are closed on certain holidays like new year's day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, but otherwise, they're open pretty much year-round. Their hours in the winter are a lot more limited. I think they're like 10 to 4 most days in the winter. It is winter desert. Like, it's cold. It's um, frosty. There's not a lot of stuff there. So you have to take your own stuff in. Um, the visitor center is open like 9 to 5 every day because it's not actually out in the wild blue yonder. Um, but there's, you know, just... Go out on their website of the National Park Service uh, and check it out if you're planning to go. There's there's camping. There's um, you know a lot of scenic drives. A lot of hikes. Tons of hiking. You can go out there rafting. A lot of people raft through this park because there's all you know tons of river system like we talked about between the Green and the Yampa rivers. Um, there there's a whole bunch of really really good rafting that you can do there. Um, so there's lots and lots of stuff to do and i would encourage anyone to take the time to go out there it is really something that's very unique to utah there's not a lot of places in the world where you can see 350 tons of dinosaurs it's absurd like it's really absurd how much stuff you can see in such a small proximity in a small little area i mean think about it like 
my neighborhood is not, it's, it's smaller than 80 acres. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's bigger than 80 acres is what I mean. Like 80 acres is probably like six square blocks, roughly. Like what? Most houses are on like a quarter acre uh-huh. or so, an eighth of an acre. Uh-huh. So let's say it's an eighth. So what is that? Uh, eight so, houses to an acre. Mine's almost half acre to put it in. And so my house and my neighbor's house, that's almost an acre. Yeah. Most houses are built on like an eighth now, yeah. right? Yep. So let's say that's to an eighth and quarter. Eight houses to an acre. And then you've got 80. Uh, so that's 80, um, uh, what, 640 houses. That's a subdivision. Yeah. That's a small neighborhood. That's a subdivision. Like that's not a lot. 640 houses in a lot. There's 20 on my street, 12 mm-hmm. on my street. I don't know. I can't count 12. About a dozen, right? On one street. So it doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's a very small area and there's a ton of stuff. Uh, it's really cool. You should go see it. Uh, and that's going to do it. We're going to keep it short this week. Um, especially since we had to re-record half of it because, uh, <laughs> fucking our recording suite just decided to stop partway through, but it just uh, said you're done. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, I'm going to read our, uh, affirmation, uh, our spiritualist fuck card today. This could be the day you stop doing that self-destructive thing you do. That that's a good thing. Oh man, that's wordy on the back. That's a lot of words to get through. <laughs> What's the first thing you think of, uh, when you read that self-destructing thing you do? There it is. Now, imagine what it would be like to stop doing that thing. Like, right now. Think of who you could ask for help, because if you could have stopped on your own, you probably already would have. Now, call that person, and that's got an asterisk that says text, because no one calls anyone anymore, and ask for help. You can even make up a safe word, like bananas. (laughs) And then the safe word says emoji, because emojis are more, more effective than words. So, um those are probably dumb asterisks, but, uh, yeah. I'm texting someone right now. Yeah. You're very involved over there. Uh, go out to our no, website. That's what, what our, our card told us to do. Oh, you're actually doing it. What's, uh, I want to know. Did you text me? Did you phone? Did you phone? <laughs> it's over here. I don't know. <laughs> um, hopefully. Oh, yep. There we go. There we go. I'll, um, should I read it? Out sure. Loud? Sure. Let's see. Um, I'm reading it from my watch. Cr- Chris, help me, fuck, uh, help me bananas. <laughs> <laughs> That's my safe word, bitch. <laughs> bananas. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, you can follow <laughs> us on social media at TNU Podcast, uh, or, uh, our website, thenewutah.com, occasionally has updates and stuff on it. And hot dog dash water. Yeah, hot dog dash water.com is also there. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it and, uh, have a good, uh, Thanksgiving. We'll talk, we'll be, we'll be around next week before Thanksgiving. We'll have an episode as well. Um, like always, we don't, we don't let you guys down, but, uh, until then. <laughs>